Howdy there, everybody. Welcome back and happy Skews Day to you. It is January 18th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that is Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Did you see uh, today's Matt Gates update? Um, I did not. But he's, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, the feds have given an ex-girlfriend of his an immunity deal, which is fun because you don't give something for nothing, right? Right. Um, and uh, just hope this case doesn't drag on long enough. It is told for him to date. Uh the, uh, <laughs> I think you and I both spent the weekend watching football and seeing that Matt Damon crypto.com commercial over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, if it you're ends not with him looking at Mars, like, yeah, talking about how fortune favors the bold throughout history or whatever, and like, yeah. so be brave enough to invest in crypto. Yeah. If you're not, uh, anyway, fast forward, uh, Crypto.com had to suspend all withdrawals yesterday because someone hacked it and stole $15 million in Ethereum and we're laundering it through another exchange. So, uh, yeah, uh, our buddy Drew pointed out that he thinks Matt Damon is just wearing joggers in that commercial and joggers is the effort that, uh, you know, cryptocurrencies deserve. So glad for him to get into cash grab. And Crypto.com, by the way, is the same company that paid $700 million to rename the Staples Center here I, in Los Angeles. I was yeah. just about to ask you because I thought it was and I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. can't believe they're a target for like, you know, dark web fuckery or whatever is going on yeah. there. Hackers you, coming after yeah, crypto. We're, <laughs> we're trying to run a scam and you're scamming our scam. Yeah, you can't not do fair. your scam to our scam. <laughs> That's cheap. Oh, man. All righty. Well, uh, with us as always is producer Matt. This is Weekly Skews. I want to remind you, if you're vaccinated want to see me live, you can go to wellreadcomedy.com for tickets and information. We'll be in Omaha coming up, then Indy and Appleton, Wisconsin, and a bunch of other places after that. It's going to be fun. Hope to see y'all out there. Now, uh, as for the show tonight, we talk about the state of voting rights legislation and those who oppose it and their apparent love for Martin Luther King. If you think that seems incongruent, then you, unlike many in GOP leadership, have a functioning brain. Speaking of having brains that don't work, we got some more Capital Rider updates for you. They just wanted their stuff back. They're painting themselves red. It's getting wild. Before we get to all that, we, of course, must begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, anyone who thought a supreme alpha male like Dan Crenshaw would ever back down from a threat, even and especially if said threat is posed by a 10-year-old girl. That's right. Play the clip, Matt. The most important thing here is that we have That's important hero archetypes that we look up to. Jesus is a hero archetype. Superman is a hero archetype. Real characters, too. too. I could name a thousand. Rosa Parks, Ronald Reagan, end quote. I can't wrap my head around this. Well, I'll help you. Put a period out okay. the word Jesus and don't question my faith. Wow. You moron. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't question my faith. You guys can ask questions about all of these things and I will answer them. But don't question my faith. I don't question your faith if this is what you said. That's. I, I, I mean, you can read the quote again. But nowhere in that quote am I saying Jesus is not real. That's a ridiculous statement. <laughs> of course he's the Son of God. <laughs> I don't think that went the way he thought it was going to go, you know, uh, yeah. but what's he going to do? He can't backtrack. He's got to just double down because, you know, he's not a punk, Mark. He's a strong and, man. You can't just back, you can't just uh, backpedal when you're talking shit to a 10 year old. You got to go, got to go in harder. He, uh, the thing is, here's the fun thing is like, he's right. He's being too mean to a little girl, but she is acting in bad faith, taking his quote out of context from a guy who's speaking extemporaneously. Uh, but hey, yeah, uh, he would not be that fair to other people though. So fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And it's also at the end of that video. So like the, I'm assuming these are people at first, I couldn't tell exactly what the context of, was of the room he was in and what was happening because he gets booed for this. People are heckling him and shit when he's mean to this little girl, which is how like, I feel like you would expect most adult humans to respond to something like that. 
mm-hmm. then at the end of it, almost as though they knew that people watching the video would have this question, they start a Let's Go Brandon chant just yeah. kind of out of nowhere at the end of it. And I don't know if that was them being like, you know, fuck you for that, but, you know, we're still on board with everything else or what, but it's just, or they can't just go X number of minutes without having a let's go Brandon chant. And it was just time <laughs> for another one. I don't know. But yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. It's like, if you sit in silence in Alabama for longer than 10 minutes, somebody's going to yell roll tide. You know, it's just going to happen. Yes. Uh, 100%. <laughs> no, yeah. I think he's just doing some constituent event at a restaurant, maybe right. a fundraiser. But uh, the idea that he thought like, Somebody is making this point. We, we love to have a lot of fun of these people tearing each other apart. Like I think we compared them to hyenas last week. But the you, you can't you can't negotiate with a pack of hyenas, right? But like somebody made a point today that like when you when your entire group identity is based upon hating out groups, once you've cast out all the out groups, all you have left is fringes within your own group, right? Mm-hmm. So Crenshaw's gotten a rep as a rhino among the Let's Go Brandon group because he did not follow through hard enough with trying to overturn the election, which is why he's been beefing with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and those fucking types. Oh, okay. So, so he's a rhino to them. He's a, a Navy SEAL lost and not committing war crimes. He's not, hard, he's not hardcore enough for them. He's got to uh, blow up a Jeep in his campaign ad and yell about the Green New Deal. Yeah. yeah. Also, just an aside, this is a 10-year-old girl, reportedly. I have a 10-year-old and also a 9-year-old, and they make good grades and stuff, and I cannot ever... They don't listen to podcasts with congressmen on it or ask questions like this. Their question would be about, you know, what would happen if, you know, a butt was also had a face for a butt like if you could have both a butt two butts on the same person uh-huh. if they farted how that would work those are the types of like questions they would have uh if any at an event like this so you know well, well trey maybe if they prayed as much as this little girl their brains would get bigger oh you're right um, yeah that could be what we're missing that uh, or her parents gassed her up and gave her a talking point i yeah see <laughs> i can't i can't help but want again i mean Kids are different. I'm not judging them all based on just mine, but I got friends. We all got kids around the same age. Maybe I, we just all got just a bunch of pack of little dumbasses. That's what we're all working with. You know? <laughs> but again, I do pretty good in school at least, and I just don't. I, you know, I don't see any of them acting like this. And I wonder, it's like, is she being force fed Dan Crenshaw sound bites or something <laughs> at the dinner table? Yeah. You know, but whatever. And I ain't, I want, I ain't none if, of my if business. I put a- my nephew's 14. If I put a gun to his head, he couldn't tell you who a singer congressman was. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Much yeah. less go to a, go, go ask them an aggressive question and uh, get them in a, right. get them in a gotcha about comparing Jesus to Superman as a fictional yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Producer Matt said maybe she's homeschooled. Yeah, I would, you know. I could yep. see it. Uh, okay, let's see here. Honorable mention, Daily Dumbasses. Let's get into them. First up, we got Tucker Carlson for stealing this guy's valor. This is this is this, a, good is, one. this is a good one here. I like this one. So play the play the clip, Matt. Who is this person? Why hasn't he been charged? That's a very simple ask. He passes up weapons, sledgehammers, poles, mace. Some of those things come into contact with other protesters who have subsequently been charged with possessing dangerous weapons and or using dangerous weapons at the Capitol. This segment on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show last month thrusted rally runner into national headlines. I never plan on being in the national spotlight. Due to unforeseen <laughs> circumstances and bogus claims by Joseph McBride, here I am. Joseph McBride is representing several defendants accused of rioting at the U.S. Capitol a year ago. He accused Rally Runner of being an undercover cop, claiming that's why he hasn't been charged like many others that day. I was cleared of all wrongdoing in January 21 by the FBI and local law enforcement. I gave them a copy of my footage from my GoPro, which was submitted as evidence. Rally Runner says his footage proved to authorities he remained peaceful and didn't step foot inside the Capitol building. He says he doesn't regret anything about January 6, 2021. I'm proud I was there to stand for America when the spineless Congress would not. (laughs) So that guy, the reporter's calling him Rally Runner. Uh, He's a fixture at... uh, 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 St. Louis Cardinals games. He apparently yeah. jogs around the stadium before every game in that full body right. red, red paint. And they call him Rally Runner because he legally changed his name to Rally Runner and will not tell people what his right. birth name is. Refuses to even give up his birth name. You will yeah. address him as Rally Runner if you address <laughs> him at all. Uh, so 
It, first, and if you can't, like, the reason we're laughing, if you're listening to the podcast version, is his face is painted red in his <laughs> yeah. testimony yeah. video where he's like, and the reason he sounds so stilted is he's reading that statement because um, they, or another reporter made this clear. They reached out to him for comment. His lawyer told him he absolutely should not talk to the press. He really, really wanted to. So his lawyer drafted a statement that would not get his ass immediately locked up, even though he did ignore it and did profess his actual innocence. Even though his lawyer told him, please do not talk about the case. So, yeah, he's going to own himself in the jail. I wonder uh, what his lawyer said about the face paint. Like, maybe he knows that's a non-starter. His, maybe his lawyer's never met with him without the face paint on. You know, maybe the face paint never comes off. But I would imagine mm-hmm. that would be part of the advice also. Like, don't speak about the case. And maybe also don't have the whole rally runner get up on yeah. it. It's like, well, it goes really good with the Keep America Great hat. You know, like it fits mm-hmm. his color scheme and the whole thing he's got going on but something about that dude dressed up that way with that like fanatic face paint yeah. on giving an official statement mm-hmm. about his intentions and full whereabouts on the day of the capital insurrection is just kind of it's just a perfect microcosm of that whole thing and the people who perpetrated it but it's also very funny that this dude got singled out apparently as being secret antifa fbi or whatever like because that's the whole thing that pissed him off right tucker this other lawyer joseph mcbride went on tucker carlson and they singled out this guy as being one of the like uh uh what's the word not provocateurs but the uh agent 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 provocateurs i think yeah yeah yeah. 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 that he they (laughs) Pointed out this guy, like, yeah, clearly this one is one of the secret masterminds of the well, whole they, thing. <laughs> they, ha- they have, they have, they have a, I mean, their suspicions are not without one percent of merit because it is weird that he has not been charged. Because one, he was easily recognizable on the video at the Capitol because everyone in St. Louis knows him for always wearing red face paint. He was wearing red face paint at the Capitol. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, which makes him clearly identifiable on video. And also, he was the front of the lines beating on cops with the shield he took. He pulled off one of them in a fight. Um, I don't know if this is about handing out weapons. I have no idea if that's true. But it is weird. I don't know what's on his GoPro camera, but the publicly available footage that I watched earlier today shows him hitting a cop with a shield. So, uh, yeah, maybe he did cut a deal. I don't know. His lawyer probably does, but he shouldn't be saying he's innocent. It's going to piss off a judge when it comes down to... Uh, uh, you know, figure out what his sentence is going to be or whether he's going to be let off with no charges. But um, here's a funny thing. The reason he saw that is because he's a huge Tucker Carlson fan. <laughs> he routinely would tweet out and Facebook post links to Tucker segments about how Tucker's dead right about everything because he, of course, he always is to those people. But he, it must have been really jarring to him when he sees this, you know, the guy who speaks the t- truth straight from the word of God, mouth of God says he's an undercover cop. <laughs> right. It's like you were saying about like the infighting and the whole the, them being hyenas and ripping each other apart and stuff like that. It's got to be mm-hmm. wild to be one of these people that's this uh, fanatical about this whole thing and then get sort of publicly hung out to dry, you know, for being one of the the things mm-hmm. that you uh, fear and despise the most, i.e., <laughs> Antifa or whatever. Yeah, he's also this rally runner is a good example of like, I mean, one uh, they, they this this conspiracy theory got picked up by Louis Gohmert and he went on TV and talked about how this guy was definitely an undercover Fed a couple of weeks ago, which Louis, Louis Gohmert's a huge fucking dumbass. So yeah, the biggest. Uh, but uh, they were right. He is funded by the Feds because before he went to January sixth, he posted that he was using a six hundred dollar finance uh, six hundred dollar stimulus check to pay for his trip to DC. So they are right about that, but not the way they think. Uh, he also like you, you, somebody screen grabbed a bunch of his posts. And in order, you can see him go like, I was, I'm excited to be going for January 6th. I was at January 6th. Yes, we were aggressive, but we're standing up for truth. The Democrats are framing us. Wait, January 6th of the setup. And then he posted this was all undercover cops encouraging them and riling the mob up. Right. And now, complete the circle. Now he is an undercover cop to his fellow allies and travelers in this movement. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you love to see it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, shit is... Pretty wild, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about some other capital rioters. Or next honorable mention, any of those that forgot about the finders keepers doctrine? That's right. Apparently, many of the people who uh, got into the U.S. Capitol later called uh, the Nancy Pelosi's office, asking quote asking whether there was a lost and found. Because they had forgot their phone there, or they left their purse, or what have you. 
So, you know, maybe some zip ties. Like, you got a, so you got a snake flag in there? And they're, they're like, you're going to be way more specific. We got, <laughs> we got like a whole pile of snake flags. But they're like, well, yeah. just any one of those work. I need to get those back. Yeah, I got a, a tactical vest that I left in the office. I just, if I could just pick that up, that would be great. Yeah. And um, if you're not going to stick your head in it, can I have my news back? <laughs> right. And so let's, uh, I want to see, can we uh, show the video of Tucker Carlson once again, his take on this, like what he took away from that happening, if you have it, Matt. Noon, that on January 7th of last year, the day after, protesters called Nancy Pelosi's office line in the Capitol looking for items they may have left inside the building. Law enforcement took down their numbers and later arrested them. <laughs> Is that the behavior of people who believe they were trying to overthrow the U.S. government? Obviously, it's not. These are Americans who came to their capital city with their friends to complain loudly about what politicians were doing. They assumed that was still allowed, but it's not allowed. See, it's like, I feel like he's like dancing around saying what is actually happening here, I think, which is that like it, they so clearly thought that they were right and that it was fine. to, But they did also want to overthrow the government or at least overturn the results of that election. So it's just that they thought that would be okay. And it couldn't, they couldn't process the idea that that might not be okay. And that's why they'll just call up and ask where the lost and found is. Cause they left some shit there. They're also just fucking stupid. I mean, yeah, right. Yes. Like something like 50% of murders go unsolved. Most of the ones that solve are the ones where the cops show up and find the killer's name tag on the body or some shit. It's like the, the, the literally mostly it's low hanging fruit when crimes get solved. The person standing over the body or whatever, like criminals by and large, a lot of them, the ones that get caught anyway are fucking stupid. So like someone, um, like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the first world trade center bombing, those guys got caught because they had to get back the $400 deposit on the truck they exploded. All right. <laughs> well, dude, so, you got to get that deposit back, Mark. It's everybody knows, <laughs> like, it's real hard to get a deposit back, but you got to try. I mean, just on principle, yeah. you know, you can't yeah. just let that go. <laughs> and, the, and these guys were smart enough to build the bomb and successfully set it off under right. without getting the attention of the FBI. So, like, they're smarter than these people who, and if you've ever lost your phone, Trey, you really need your phone back. When you lose yeah, it. you do. They, like, they got good footage of the riot on there. They need to post to their socials. Right, exactly. Yeah, I need to get that back so they can post it on Facebook. And, and But, yeah, you're talking about being low-hanging fruit, many arrests. That's just, there's never been lower-hanging fruit. Like, imagine being one of the FBI guys or whatever that was assigned to this and taking these phone calls because it's like you know they call and they're wanting to get their purse back or whatever and so they just they just tell them yeah yeah, yeah. no problem we can totally do that hey. so just let me get your name your address your social and we'll way, uh, box that up we'll send it right out to you <laughs> no, like, no, trey's thanks. not even joking because that's how the no. story goes it's no. at, like he says the office they, they call it up ask for stuff and, they, and people like yes hold please and they put them on the then they transfer them to the cops and the cops just said yeah Here's the quote. They said, yeah, just give me your name, your address, your social, you know, we'll tap those loose ends. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, that is, you know what? The FBI is so helpful. Like, you, they get a bad rap sometimes, but that is just, that's top-notch customer service right there. I tell you what. Yeah, they're going to have it here by tomorrow, they said. <laughs> Next thing you know, their fucking doors getting broken down. <sighs> I know that they, uh, people keep saying that one of the reasons they can't prosecute all these people is because the FBI agents already have their regular caseload on top of this and the justice system's overwhelmed and all this shit. But like, if, when you spend your life trying to solve who done it, it's like what Al Qaeda is up to, like, ha yeah, like right. have, get assigned this batch of cases must be like, you know, when you're playing Super Mario and you get to find a secret door to all just a pure coin world, just yeah. all coins. I know. <laughs> It's got to be, dude. They have to be laughing yeah. their asses off in the break room or whatever mm -hmm. over this shit, too, comparing these notes and stuff. I mean, yeah, but it was a wild time around there. Let's see. What we got next for honorable mention? Uh, the, Of course, very few crazy people who did end up at Trump's rally for giving the rest of them a bad name. For example, this guy we're going to see in this clip, I'm sure he is in no way indicative of the general sort of mind state of those <laughs> who attended. Um, but let's, let's take a look at him anyway, Matt. We just need one. We need one in the election. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
A noose is a clown, okay? Yeah. They just took him out. He yeah, had, he's he a puppet for the left. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, well, he's a different level. You're right. Yeah, he's a but but uh, the real Governor Newsom has had his military tribunal in Gitmo, and he's been executed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Thank, thank you for your time. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what else you're supposed to say in that reporter's shoes and that, but, but like I like what he went with. Well, there you have it. All right. Yeah. Back to you, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So that was Trump's big rally in Arizona. We'll get to a Trump clip in a second. But they like the the main thing that 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 was the main. Uh, I mean, they broadcast it live on C-SPAN, which fuck C-SPAN. I don't know what they're doing. But like the main coverage from it, there was that guy. He has like a YouTube channel called Real Patriot News or some shit. I don't fucking know. But they, <laughs> there's a bunch of QAnon people there. Like that, they, they, the person's been executed. They've been replaced by a clone. That's all QAnon shit, right? Um, but like a, the, the funny part was, you know, they kept asking uh, another a CNN reporter who was there kept asking people what they think about Kristen Cinema, and those fuckers love some Kristen Cinema. So there is a group of people she does hit for. Um, but yeah, so Trump did his normal. He the the, the, the media is full of shit. The, the election was stolen. I got robbed. All that's par for the course now. We know what it sounds like. But the funny, he started talking about supply chain. Well, first of all, we don't have this clip, but he called it. He, he kept calling it supply change, like he didn't even understand the term. Yeah, about problems with supply change. And uh, here's his big complaint about the supply change, uh, which really made me laugh. Goodbye, Christmas gifts. You say to your loved one, darling, I'm sorry. I love you very much, but I just can't. There's no merchandise in Tiffany. There's no, I wanted to buy the most beautiful ring, but they don't have any rings anymore. Nobody has anything. We never even heard the term supply change. You know, supply chain is. is not something that we even never even heard the about, term, and that's what happened. I haven't heard and the term. He's not wrong. Me neither. Yeah. So the man of the people. I love when he tries to be relatable. Right. He's like, you know, when you go to Tiffany's, you yeah, try to buy a two hundred thousand dollar ring. Get the diamond you want. It's like you're there short. Why is nobody reporting on this? We got a shortage of diamonds in this country. Yeah, it's Joe Biden's fault. You know how you know how hard it is to get diamonds lately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just uh, for just the like, record and i I, I almost don't even want to say this it was a very modest thing i bought my wife a gift uh from there for christmas a very modest mm -hmm. selection but it was also because i fucked up like the last three christmas gifts in a row matter of fact I'll, <laughs> real quick because it is funny i'll tell the story i don't I, I can't remember if i told it last year but she uh last year i had just ordered her gift for christmas and the next day she was sitting on her phone laughing her ass off and I was like, what is it? And she goes, you got to see this. You got to see this. This is so great. And she shows me this Saturday Night Live sketch that had just uh -huh. aired that week on Saturday Night Live. And it was where Kristen Wiig is the mother of this fam this like suburban family. And the husband mm -hmm. and the kids are all singing about the awesome shit they got. I got a new computer. I got all this. And then it cuts to her and she's like, and I got a robe. And then it's back to them. And they're all happy singing about the great shit they're getting. And then back to her. And I got a robe. And anyway, yeah. I had just ordered her a really nice robe. I mean, it was like, I thought it was a great robe. It was a wearable blanket is what it was. But anyway, uh -huh. I was like, I was like, oh, fuck, you know. But I mean, she yeah. laughed about it later. But I've been doing bad lately on presents. So I was like, well, I can't fuck this up. Anyway, I'm saying all that just to say that also isn't even true. What he just said, <laughs> at least in my experience, like there was no indication whatsoever that uh, Tiffany was suffering during this trying economic time we're going through right now. Tiffany seems to have been yeah. doing just fine. I kind of know. I kind of feel like uh, COVID supply chain problems wouldn't affect, you know, the blood diamond trade. But what do I know? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like maybe, maybe, maybe problem Trey is that he's broke and you got Trey Crowder money. Yeah, yeah, that's surely what it is. If anybody's <laughs> immune to the stresses of this pandemic, it's, you know, <laughs> traveling comedians. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, um, do you want to talk about this road rage guy? I, I do, just because he's, 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 so, he's emblematic of everything that's happened in this country in a way that's really comically fucking ridiculous, even in, and he can't sue us because he's dead now, so let's make fun of him. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah, <go> <laughs> So, um, 
This guy, I'm going to fuck up playing his last name. I think it's Kuzwanski, if I had to say it. That's this part of why named... I asked you to do it, because I, saw, the, I yeah. saw that last name, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so this guy named John Kuzwanski, who was a Republican, uh, uh, he was chief of staff for a state senator. Then when she retired, slid into a cushy job working for the state pension board. Um, all right, that's not the operational name for it, but that's what he does is he manages state pensions. Anyway... Uh, he fucked around with the driver Prius and found out last week. <laughs> what he did was he he swerved. He was playing on his phone and swerved into another lane and and hit this Prius. And when they pulled into a parking lot of like a Circle K to haggle this out, uh, the Prius driver gave him shit. So what he did is what you always do when you start in an accident. And someone's mad at you for it. He got back in his car and started ramming this guy's Prius with yeah. his uh, with his BMW. Uh, and that, that not being enough, he got his gun out and he shot out his window at the driver of the Prius who I guess unexpectedly to him had a gun on him as well and shot back and fucking killed him. Now <laughs> here's the kicker to this. The guy had previously been arrested for a road range incident where he pulled a gun on someone else at this exact same fucking stoplight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... Well, I think this guy should have, like, on the one hand, you could kind of see in his head, he's like, well, a guy driving a Prius isn't going to have a gun. But on the other hand, this is a Prius in Tallahassee, Florida. So I feel like mm-hmm. you have to assume everybody's got a gun on you. You know what I mean? I mean, there's meth, there's gators. You need to be armed to defend yourself, even if you drive a Prius. But also just I, – I don't know because I know this guy's wife came out afterwards and was talking about how – it was a, it was a like a misunderstanding that it was he got pulled into this incident and it's so tragic and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But I don't know how you like. What did he think he was going to happen? That he was just going that he would be that he would be the one to shoot better and kill this guy and then just claim self defense. Actually, you know what? I mean, I guess that could have very easily happened given the way things go in this country. So yeah, maybe that is what he was thinking. It's like I'll just shoot him well, and get away with it because that's that's how we roll here. In Florida. I mean, Trump, Trump's actual hardcore base are people exactly like this. These these are people who consider themselves like like fiefdoms and petty tyrants over their small their, their small territories, right? You're talking about your small business owners. You're like you guys are own sea do dealerships. You're uh, you know your <laughs> people with people have McMansions and shit. This guy really does think he's like a feudal lord and somebody who fuck with him. Like who are you who who are you to fuck with me? Is sort of how he um, deals with. It. Sorry, my phone's working. Um, the uh, and. Did you yeah, mention Mar- his job? Yeah, he worked for the state. He he, he worked he worked for the uh, state government, he, like the agency right. that oversees uh, investing pension pension money. Um, right. So <laughs> he just flipped out because someone else was disrespecting him. That's that's yeah. It's like it, it, we we talked before about like so many. We've had like ten state uh, Republican officials get arrested for yard-based disputes with their neighbors, where they begin to fight their neighbors. The most famous of which is Rand Paul, yeah. who got the shit beat out of his by neighbor for like, I think they were dick fighting over overhanging tree branches. Somebody cut down the other one's tree branches. It's like, Jesus Christ, man, I live in an apartment. My neighbors are loud as shit. It's just something you have to deal with. There's other people existing. <laughs> this guy doesn't like that. Right. Um, anyway, no, his but- wife, yeah. Uh, his wife says he's the real victim and he was set up and assassinated, which goes to show you how important these people think they are. It's sort of like the right. part of the root, the root of the problem that got him killed. Anyway, the last little hit on this is uh, his last tweet was him excited about winning a raffle for a handgun. Maybe the one that got him killed. Yeah. So an alien, not a literal, but it was like a an alien arms rifle or something like that. I don't know if that was yeah. a brand of gun. It was something like suitably ridiculous. He was pumped about yeah. winning some gun that had the word alien in the title of it i can't remember but it was some it was some wild shit uh yeah all right one more honorable mention for you because i like this one then we'll talk about voting and stuff um let's see microscopes for being total bullshit clearly <laughs> let's hear this wisconsin i think state uh state gop rep talking about the uh the inherent futility of trying to battle COVID-19, Matt, play. (laughs) So you ask, what are we going to do to stop the spread of the pandemic? And, you know, if you can't, if you can't see the virus, if you can't see anything, how are you going to do it? How can you stop it? How? You physically cannot see the virus. 
You don't know if it's in this room or it's outside or if it even exists right now in here. You have no clue. How are you going to stop that? It's a good question, Mark. How do you whoop that which ass you cannot see? You know what I mean? Like, if you can't see something's ass, how are you going to whoop it? He poses a good question. (laughs) If anybody knows about whooping ass, it's a state senator that has a ponytail. So Uh I'll take his word for it. That dude's definitely taking some karate classes. Um, (laughs) He got a gi. He got a whole assortment of samurai swords. He's, uh, yeah, he got his own dojo in the basement probably. I remember when Trump got elected thinking, like, having the thought that I thought it was joking at the time that we're going to have to redo the Enlightenment. And here we are five years later still relitigating the germ theory of disease, which right. I thought Louis Pasteur solved in, like, the 1850s. Right. So, yeah. Can't see it. Can't stop it. Everything in the world exists uh, just to just to be perceived by humans. Why would God make, make the earth for people and then make stuff people can't see or hear, Trey? Don't make no sense. He wouldn't do that's that. That's why that's why dog whistles aren't real. That's how I fucking know. Right? Yeah. Can you say <laughs> like cancer and stuff? I guess tumors and whatnot. Skin cancer, you could say. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah. whoop, you can whoop its ass. But how do you mm-hmm. whoop lung cancer's ass? I guess you just can't. Yeah, I mean it's, that's it's why a nin- pickle. It's a conundrum, yeah. you know. If ninjas ever invade, we'd have to surrender because you can't fucking see him, right? He's like disappeared in a cloud of smoke and they take over the US government, right? Now see, I think this guy'd be ready for ninjas. He'd been trying <laughs> He'd been training his whole life, waiting, waiting on the day the ninjas well, show up. While you studied microbiology, he studied the blade. He studied the blade. <laughs> That's right. He definitely has a studied the blade vibe to him. It's literally just a ponytail, but it's a good indicator. Okay. Yeah. Guys yeah. who love ponytails, they study the blade. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, uh, let's get into it. So we know there's an ongoing. Um, kerfuffle at Congress with the John Lewis Voting Rights Act that Joe Biden has, you know, publicly declared that it needs to be a priority. We got to get this done. Schumer said, yeah, we're, you know, working on it, whatever, but there's no real progress happening because it can be filibustered unless we did something about the filibuster and mansion and cinema don't want to do that. So they're standing Mm -hmm. in the way, every Republican standing in the way, none of them want to do that. But yesterday was Martin Luther King Day and that didn't stop any of them who are standing in the way of the Voting Rights Act getting passed, didn't stop any of them from gushing about. There, there's, I just want to, like, this is the, it's terrible to me that we honor a very important American with a day off from work that everyone uses to be extremely fucking annoying and off base. Right. It's like, like I'm not just talking about the FBI every year tweeting the remembrance of Martin Luther King, who a guy who they actively tried to get to kill himself. Right. To, to harass into suicide. Um, and, uh, it's like there was a private prison yesterday that tweeted out an MLK quote. <laughs> uh, Wells Fargo Bank, like I don't, we don't need to go into it, but the, it, it, Martin Luther King was not an agent of communists, like people said he was in the '60s, but he was absolutely a fucking socialist. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he uh, definitely wouldn't have fucked with private prisons. You know, I mean, we we incarcerate black people to a much higher rate. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest, you know issues with racial relations in this country and its recent history. So I don't think Martin Luther King would be pro the private prison industry. And uh, yeah, the audacity of these people, it's like, it's just a thing you're supposed to do, I guess. Do you know what I mean? On Martin Luther, it's like, you just have to do it no matter who you are, what you stand for. So they just do it despite how baldly hypocritical it is. And not a lot of people know this, but the most famous of his letters from Birmingham Jail were just was just the one saying five stars. I love it here. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the fucking like the F, like the the, ball, the balls in the FBI. If 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 Martin Luther King had an arch enemy, it was the F, like they were the Wiley Coyote to his yeah. roadrunner. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like the, the Tom to his Jerry. There was no like there's, there's no like other way to splice it. And I know they're not the same agents and it's not the same. Hopefully after the church committee hearings and stuff, they got more sane and or Jagger Hoover rotten hell. Um, but like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, but it, they all, everybody loves to get their takes off. And I just think this is evidence of like, either they're way stupider than they have to be to like be in Congress or say drive a car during dinner, or they're just operating in such bad faith that there's no point in having even having a debate over stuff like voting rights with them. Because right. like he, uh, this one's just funny, but this is a, a, a congressman 
named um, Mike Wartz, I think, um, uh, from Florida. He represents Ron DeSantis's old uh, uh, old district outside of Jacksonville uh, and covering Daytona Beach. And uh, he was in the Army, which is uh, what is the context for this. But uh, let's let's hear let's hear his take on MLK, Matt. Here at the Martin Luther King Memorial, celebrating Dr. King, you know, I've, I've often said that he would have made the best of Green Berets. Our motto in the Green Beret community <laughs> is Deo Presso Liber, to free the oppressed, where we've embedded with and helped oppressed societies all over the world. Well, that's exactly what Dr. King did. Okay. Except that he did it. With- right, exactly. Except the- for a couple differences in approach. But, you know, I'm not even. Hairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even remotely going to argue with his take. I'm just going to say that that absolutely was not on Martin Luther King's take. He gave a lot of speeches about American imperialism and military interventions. Yeah. He was extremely opposed to the Vietnam War. He talked a lot about how you can't stop oppression in America until you stop oppression overseas and stop uh, uh, meddling in other countries' affairs and doing military adventurism. This isn't like obscure stuff. This is the crux well, of his whole beliefs. Also, just he was like. He wasn't really a shoot first, ask questions later type of guy either. Do you know what I mean? Like he wasn't yeah. known for being, uh, for taking the guns blazing approach. And I mean, I mean that literally with violence, you know, that yeah. wasn't, uh, wasn't generally how he approached, uh, the oppression. Someone else is a bigger expert than someone, but I think a part of that, and one other thing I want to talk about is how we turn him into like a grandfatherly cartoon figure. He was more militant and more radical than people like want to remember him as. He wasn't some cuddly old teddy bear. It wasn't like, it wasn't purely nonviolence always. It was nonviolence for now, right? Yeah. If you don't stop fucking up. But also, he, he made the quote, the riot is the language of the unheard. You know, like it's, it's not like he was making the point that. He, you fuck if you fuck around, you go find out, right? It's like it's not it's not justifying violence, but this is way if you if you're violent enough to people for a long enough time, they're going to want some get back. You know, it's not it's it's not a it's not a hard thing to dynamic to understand. But um, the one quote they do know, they're not familiar with any of his other speeches or talks yeah. or books or writings, but they do know that the con- the, the one about the uh, judging people about the content of the character, not the judge, not the color of their skin, because they it. say that I love it. <laughs> and uh, here's uh, Virginia's new governor, Glenn Youngkin, uh, getting there, taking a long walk. To Whose get whole there. entire thing and his his entire thing in his campaign mm-hmm. was about the evils of critical race theory and teaching mm-hmm. children that, you know, we had slaves and that was bad, basically. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't down with all that. That was his entire thing in his campaign anyway. School system. We're not going to teach our children to view everything through a lens of race. Yes, we will teach all history, the good and the bad, because we can't know where we're going unless we know where we have come from. But to actually teach our children that one group is advantaged and another is disadvantaged simply because of the color of their skin cuts across everything we know to be true. And the immortal words of Dr. Martin Luther King ring in our ears that we must judge one another by the content of our character and not the color of our skin. But this is what will be the founding principle of our executive order, what we're going to do in Virginia schools. All right. Yeah, we all know Martin Luther King would have been opposed to talking about structural racism. Right. Um, uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to talk about race. Yeah, MLK hated talking about race. I know, never. He famously yeah. avoided the subject of race. Martin Luther King did. Um, no. But I just don't like the whole, he says, we're going to talk about all of our history, both the good and the bad, but not any kind of systemic racism, though, or, what, or t- mm-hmm. t- t- teaching them that that is real because it is false, but... But it is. How can you? Uh, how is it possible to teach the bad parts of history in a way that won't offend their precious white children's sensibilities or whatever? I mean, how can you I, possibly do that? I guess you just remove all the context to the point where you think that like civil rights protesters were doing sit-ins in restaurants because the restaurants wouldn't order two two tacos on Tuesday coupons or some shit, right. or that like that MLK was getting his head cracked on the Edmund Pettus Bridge because they were going to put a toll booth up. I, I, I don't fucking know how you like, it's just, it, it's just dumb. And like, no one's asking a 10 year old to feel guilty over what his great grandpa did. Right. The, the idea that the kids feel that way or anybody's trying to make kids feel that way is fucking stupid. I don't, I don't know where like, it's, it's also defensive over nothing. But then again, the, the point is these people don't mean anything to what they're saying. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Youngkin made $400 million working for a hedge fund. 
he, he went to like Princeton or some shit. He's not fucking stupid. You know, uh, it's just, you can't talk to these people. It's, it's like arguing with a dog that's trying to kill you. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, and that makes it, so it does seem almost pointless to have, try to have like actual discourse with them on any of this stuff, because like you said, it just all starts, it begins in a place of bad faith. So like, what are you supposed to attempt to say or to, yeah. you know, talk to them about there's, Nothing you can say to people who behave that way, but mm -hmm. but the Voting Rights Act is uh, it's getting talked about a lot right now because of trying to get it passed, but also the context and how important it is. And it's important because it would, uh, in addition to other things, it would help to prevent things like Texas's SB one, right? Laws mm -hmm. like that, these restrictive voting rights laws, their voting voter suppression laws. That are being passed in a lot of red yeah. states, which do matter and are already starting to matter, correct? Yeah. In Texas specifically. Yeah, there's a noise story right um, this week from Houston. Uh, the context being that Houston's like a, one of the most populous counties in the country. It's heavily, like like most cities anywhere, is heavily uh, far more progressive than the, you know the surrounding exurbs or the rural areas, and uh, it's also the most diverse city in the country. And probably not coincidentally. Um, they got rid of all their drop boxes. Every county gets one, including Harris, which is, the, again, the, one of the biggest counties in the country. And uh, they people are applying for mail-in ballots. And they're now rejecting, under new state law, 16% of mail-in ballot applications. Now, that's a lot, considering in 2020, it was 2.5%. And one of the reasons they're doing this is they made the, pro the process to fill out so complicated. Like, if you request... If you, if you fill out one part of the application with your driver's license number and another part with your social security number, it'll get kicked back to you. Now they're, they're trying to rectify this by making, begging voters to please put their phone number and stuff. So if you have something wrong with your application, they can call you and try to help you work it out. But having an eightfold <laughs> increase in rejections is the point of the bill. And maybe voters right. will figure it out and maybe the result won't be impacted as much by it. Because people are determined to not get fucked with, hopefully, but it's still. How, what is the rationale? Like, I know that I know what they say is like, no, this is all to prevent voter fraud. Right. Which, of mm -hmm. course, I know is bullshit. But I'm saying, like, what is even the ostensible rationale of making the progress or process infinitely more bureaucratic and also removing drop boxes for voting. Like how are those things supposed to prevent fraud? They make it harder to just do it in the first place, which means if you're trying to fake do it, then it's doubly hard. But <clears throat> the drop boxes, I don't get that's more places you can cheat at. And we need less of those. Like, is this how they rationalize it? Or am the I just drop wasting my time? <laughs> the Dropbox thing is stupid. Trump just invented in his head that for some reason Dropboxes were less safe than just regular old mailboxes. So you can still mail a ballot, <laughs> but you can't drive it and drop in a specific box, right? There's no, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no there there. Trump just invented that thought in his head, and now everybody wants to change the rules because they, everyone's just decided to agree with him, even though it's fucking stupid. Right. There's nothing there's no, there's no deeper level. But in, in general, conservatives just think it's better when fewer people vote. They're just right. like, yeah, and, and there's not even really any evidence that it necessarily helps Repu it helps Republicans, but they think it helps them. So they're trying to rig the system anyway, just like there's not much evidence like someone's trying to make this point that maybe Democrats are freaking out a little too much because the idea that democracy will collapse because you can't give people water within 200 yards of a polling place is like it. I don't think that's going to have that much effect. People will know to bring their own water. But, like, what the fuck are you trying to do? The evil's right. in the intent. <laughs> it's like, just let people vote. Well, I mean, it, it's, yeah. It's not just let, I, I mean, I know that's the general consensus is when more people vote, it's bad for Republicans. And I know that, and that's what you're going. But it's also a lot of these things like target, they implicitly target minorities and, mm -hmm. and things like that. Like they have laws about like whatever you can't use a hyphen or you can't misplace a hyphen or things like that when mm -hmm. you put your name on it. And then, and, uh, or if there's any kind of typos, then they can be yeah. rejected. And these are things that disproportionately affect minorities because they have, uh, their names aren't John Smith. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, a lot of them are, but you know what I mean? They have, they're more likely to have these types of elements in their names in the first place. 
which yeah. is why it affects them more. And then the polling <laughs> locations get shut down in neighborhoods that are, you know, minority populated neighborhoods mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's uh, all yeah. pretty transparent, really, but that's yeah. never stopped like, them before. No one knows what actually impact this is going to have. The ger- gerrymandering is a thing that we, that we should definitely get rid of because that yeah. would make – like, I think people – all this stuff isn't ideological, right? The, the the premise of democracy isn't completely ideological about freedom or whatever. It's also just about accountability and, you know, uh, being good at your job, being good at governing. If someone sucks at their job, the trains aren't running on time, the schools are collapsing, you can vote them out, right? That's not right. that's not ideological. That's just ba- That's just trying to keep your government from sliding into corruption and kleptocracy and incompetence. Um, speaking of which... Uh, another story I want to talk about today before we move into the comments um, is an example of this. Texas Monthly had a story called The Texas Electric Grid Failure Was a Warm-Up. And basically the point is that after the electric grid failed and some like 700 people fucking died last year because of the snowstorm, um, they haven't done anything to fix it because they're more loyal to the electric company than uh, power companies than they are their constituents. And that is what a one-party state looks like. That's not ideology. That's just practical. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Matt, you can put those back. I think it was Brooke McClymond or something. I'm sorry. It was up there and now it's not. So there's from YouTube said there's no way Joe Biden is running again. I think we've talked about that on here before. And I was thinking I was thinking about it earlier today, too, just looking at his approval rating and all that stuff. What I mean, what do you you, think is going to happen with that? Um, I don't know, man, but there's a bunch of stories saying Hillary's thinking about running again. So God God help us. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that can't, we got to get, we need some different fucking people up there in, in there. Mm -hmm. Anybody under (laughs) younger, different, younger people. Yeah, man. Fucking anyone who could run a single lap around a track or do a pull up, uh, But what's the what is the likelihood, in your opinion, of because I remember people saying that when Joe Biden ran the first time, I remember there were people saying it's like oh, he's probably only going to do one term or whatever. But I feel like that don't generally just happen. Like, is the idea that he'll he going to get primaried or he's going to just say, you know what, fuck this or like what is supposed to happen with that? Um. Well, a lot of things I don't like about. You know, Joe Biden's not a perfect guy, a perfect politician. I don't doubt his patriotism on some level. And I think looking around, the only thing holding together this coalition that barely won the election in 2020 together is his heart beating. Right. There's no other politician like like he won the primary easily for fairly straightforward reasons. Nobody liked anybody else. Kamala Harris is polling. um about the same, she has she has my approval rating, and only a dozen people know who I am. Um, and who Mayor Pete? Because he has an Amazon Prime documentary. Like, who the fuck is out there? I mean, I, I like I wish Jay Inslee would run. I think he's like a good politician and a good governor. But yeah, Chris, yeah. Wanda Manning says yeah. need to specify that because Cinema wants to run. I made a video about that the other day. I find that laughable personally because yeah. like you said up top, okay, you go to Trump rallies and they're like, yeah, we think she's great, but they're not going to fucking vote for her though. I mm-hmm. don't think because mm-hmm. of everything else about her and she's alienated this side of the fence completely. So it's like, well, she, but she thinks she's like she speaks to the middle or something. But most people that genuinely fall in the middle don't give a fuck about politics or not right. active in it to begin with. There's those mythical swing voters, which have always been wild to me. But generally speaking, you're not going to win the presidency courting the, these, you know, the the mythical middle, I guess. Cinema in particular is they don't give a fuck about her. They're watching fucking Love Island. You know, they're not they're not watching uh the latest. They're not watching C SPAN. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why there's never be a third party is like, what are you, you, you could, so you win 5% of people who think it doesn't. Yeah. It's not enough. Right. It's not enough. Um, yeah. The Jack of all travels says from YouTube says the Lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania, Federman or Federman would be a great president and he's not very attractive, which means no one would be surprised when he wasn't friendly to a bunch of idiots. Uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, that guy, you know, what they're talking about. Yeah, he's like six five. He dresses like an auto mechanic, even though he has two like masters degrees. Um, he's got like a 
a wife that dresses like a Playboy bunny. He rules. He's a cool guy. I think he drives I mean, a Harley. That, sound, that all sounds cool <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got like he's a good politician. He's he, like he he comes across well on camera and stuff, and he's got an imposing presence. I think he. I mean, I don't know much about him other than just watching him talk shit to Republicans during the recounts, and that was fun. Um, Linda Joe Kinzinger says Stacey Abrams or Katie Porter. Yeah, you know they're both great. Is it? Was there news about Abrams running for something? She's running for governor of Georgia again, like officially. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's uh, about that voter suppressive stuff, man. Like that Brian Kemp shit. I mean, remember people being aware that it happened and it was shady or whatever. But like mm-hmm. looking back into that, to his like tenure as the Secretary of State of Georgia when he presided over all the voting mm-hmm. shit in the state, run in the run up to and during the election where he beat Stacey Abrams, it is it's wild how clearly corrupt and sorry and fucked up it all was and he just he just straight up got away with it he's the governor he's been the governor ever since that's and that's essentially the crux of his fallout with trump is like there are ways to cheat at elections you did it the fucking wrong way right you you cheat you cheat an election on the front end that's that's what the election that's what the election suppression laws are about you rig an election before it happens you don't go after it happens and try to undo shit that's fucking stupid yeah. So, yeah, he deleted like 300,000 people off the rolls that were, uh, I think, yeah. he thought were Democratic voters, and he won by like a few thousand or whatever. He also so, yeah, shut he's down a lot of places, and um, mm-hmm. and the the thing about the the misspellings and typos and stuff and applications, he did all, he like, he pulled out every trick in the voter suppression book and won, but still barely won despite all that. And just the fact that he like announced his intentions to run for governor and also his intentions to keep the job that presides over the gubernatorial election process. Mm-hmm. Like that just shouldn't be allowed to happen in the first place, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it was all pretty fucked up. Um, yeah. It's basically like, you know, the, like, it's like buying yourself a world's number one dad t-shirt. And then I think it's the real title. It's like, I got it for like, you gift, you just made yourself governor. Yeah. <laughs> you, did, yeah. you don't get to fucking do that. Uh, <laughs> Kashishimoto Howard. Says Fetterman's an awesome guy. We love him in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm like the. I mean, I you know liking what I'm hearing. Amy Upchurch Toodle says local elections are so important. Yes, that's also true. We were talking on a recent episode about how they have gotten more motivated and ambitious at a smaller level, at a local level, like the the assault on school boards and stuff, and yeah. how that's really upsetting and worrying because you can be much more effective at that level. You got you know a handful of lunatics screaming loudly enough. In that mm-hmm. small enough of a venue, and like shit can happen, like can mm-hmm. it can matter, you know, as opposed to just us hollering on the internet, you know, they do yeah. that too. But yeah, oh, the jack of all travels back again says Fetterman wears Carhartt every day. That's right. Oh yeah, go Carhartt. You see that, Mark? They're pissed mm-hmm. off at Carhartt. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, not I Fetterman was... isn't. No, uh, yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. they said it didn't matter what the Supreme Court ruled. They were going to force their employees to get vaccinated. So now, of course, yeah. people on the right are calling for a boycott of Carhartt and all this stuff, which is pretty juicy. Is there's what are you going to do? Not wear work pants, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Carhartt's got a monopoly on yeah. actual useful. Work That's what clothes. they're not going to. They ain't going to stop wearing Carhartt over this. Be yeah. like you know. Uh, like I'm I, sure there was at least a few gay people who were just like ah, that chicken's just too good, you know what I mean? I can't like, yeah. I can't help it. you know. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't understand why. I guess it's because like they, they, nothing else matters. But everyone expressing their politics through consumerism is wild to me. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. Normally, all right, Nicole Johnson says try for president. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Uh, don't forget to like and share, everybody. That's right. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Uh, we do appreciate it. Thank you, Nicole, for being the person who has to remind me every week. But I do appreciate it. Did you see the uh, – uh, never mind. forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say about Carhartt. I feel like a lot of times when they call for boycotts of stuff, I feel like in my memory it's been like – I remember they did it for Target – and mm-hmm. they did it for like uh, like Air Force Ones or Nikes or whatever over Kaepernick and stuff like that, you know. And it's uh, uh-huh. and usually when that happens, I'm like, 
I think they'll be fine without you. Know I, mean? like, I don't yeah. think I don't think they're sweating it too much. Y'all boycotting them, but Carhartt it is a bit of a different story. Except I think Carhartt just knows, yeah, y'all ain't gonna do that. Like, <laughs> it, it is funny. That, but you ain't gonna, you know, you're gonna buy these coveralls, motherfucker. Don't lie. Uh, it's so it is funny that usually they express their like disdain for a brand by doing a reverse boycott by buying more buying, of the stuff and burning, and burning it. it or whatever yeah like, but they purchase it first yes like protesting hilarious. i mean we talked about like a week ago but protesting uh the doc, dr seuss's state for taking those three books out of circulation by buying up all the remaining copies of that book is fucking priceless um yeah. a book you never wanted to read anyway because no one had ever heard of those three books um, or yeah. they buy all the Anjamama bottles, the land, the land of lakes box uh, with the Indian on the side. It's like okay, we you don't like they bought Nikes to burn. They bought right. they bought Kaepernick jerseys to burn. I think that like <laughs> I'm not saying it's literally the first time. What producer Matt says they ain't wearing dickies, uh, which is funny. But I um the I don't know if it's literally the very first time it happened, but I know that like that happened with the Beatles. People were buying up a bunch of Beatles records and burning them and stuff because of what John Lennon said about Jesus or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. asked him like what he thought about that. And he was basically like, well, I mean, you know, as long as they're buying them first, I don't really give a shit. (laughs) And you know, and nobody, people just kept doing it uh, still to this day. Because got to send yeah. a message, Mark. Got to send a yeah. message to Nike and the Beatles. They, they <laughs> did it with uh, they did it with Harry Potter books. Remember, yeah. they bought Harry Potter books and ran them over with like uh, steamrollers and set them on fire and shit because they, they, you know, black magic, black whatever. Magic. But like, it is funny that that right wing protest ended up working because it made J.K. Rowling a billionaire, and now she spends all day tweeting anti trans stuff. So there you go. Yeah, um, wild how things work out sometimes. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead, sir. Um, Bob Sullivan says boycott Chick Fil A by vomiting up the sandwich after you waited in line. Yeah, right. Yes, that would be a that would be a similar scenario. Trey, um, you go Popeyes, you go Popeyes or Chick Fil A. I'm this. I've actually never really liked Chick-fil-A. Even that was a very mm. convenient boycott situation for me. Cause obviously I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a big time ally and I always have been, you know, got my, got the lovely gay uncle Tim since way back. I care about mm-hmm. things like that, but I didn't really have to try very hard for that one. Cause I've never really been a big fan, which I know is like blasphemous in some circles. But when that came, when all that stuff came to light and it's like, no, they kind of suck. Actually. I was like, well, sweet yeah yeah <laughs> now i don't have to defend the fact that i don't really like it in the first place and i don't know why yeah. i just never i just never did i never really liked their shit i love popeyes though it's like don't yeah. get twisted i love chicken just chick-fil-a mm-hmm. never really was my thing oh john orbit bainbridge says popeyes is way better i gotta tell you like i'd never really tried popeyes until like they had launched a chicken sandwich and people were going crazy over it and i was like oh, i gotta try this shit and then i tried it and i was like I can see why people are stabbing each other over these sandwiches. Yeah, no, Popeyes is fucking great, man. <laughs> yeah. I love that's it. Way, it is better than Chick-fil-A, I think, because they use the brioche bun. Anyway, that's my hot food. That's my fast food take. Um, I like it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. There's a lot of people saying Popeyes is real good. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think we all agree. Oh, let's see. What else do we got? <laughs> Not reading that one. Sorry, I just saw one of our <laughs> trolls pop up over here. It said, uh, "Hey, you are word hillbilly in all capital letters," and then uh, just a bunch of other ranting and raving after that. And I so was was the rest of it true too, or just that? Part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh uh music club uh, excuse club music club recommendation before we go um so vanilla ice has apparently gone q adjacent he's now making uh making hit songs with the uh, q and on rapper maga rapper forgiato blow um who has forgiato other blow yeah he's the guy we talked about before dancing next to roger stone at a cpac <laughs> because because we incorrectly called him Jelly Roll or thought that might be Jelly Roll, which yeah. prompted my sister to immediately text me saying, "You take that back about Jelly Roll right now. Jelly Jelly Roll ain't like that, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be talking shit about Jelly Roll because he ain't like that." And I had to put you know put out a retraction and uh, apologize for besmirching the good name of Jelly Roll. It was in fact this guy instead. Oh, here it is. Oh, here's the deal. Here we go. Maybe. 
Anyway, if you're interested wow. in uh, more Fiaggio Forgetto blow songs, he's a couple called White History Month and Captain Kyle, which I'm assuming is about Rittenhouse. So there you go. <laughs> I've wondered with Vanilla Ice if it's like, is he going Q or is it just like these? This is who he can rap on a song with now. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. he'll just if you, if you want him to rap, he'll do it. He'll show up even if you're Forgetto blow, perhaps, <laughs> or maybe he's full blown Q lunatic. I don't know. You know, um, anyway, who's to say? Thank you all for joining us. Remember, go to wellreadcomedy.com if you want to come and see me. You can go to weeklyskews.com if you want a shirt, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, five star review, tell your mom and them, all that. We love you, and we'll see you next week. See you, bye. Yeah.